The passionate belief is a key component and having it written down is another key component. And if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Jason Madsen. Now, Jason is a transformational money and mindset coach. Now, as many of the listeners will know, I've been a financial advisor for 30 plus years. So, I love this stuff. I see it with my clients. I don't have enough time really to be able to delve into people's mindset on money because I'm doing their financial stuff. So I think this is like really seriously useful. I'm going to pick his brains and we're going to tease out some really seriously good stuff from Jason. But Jason, over to you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and then then we'll we'll talk about money. We'll talk about goals and money. And then we'll talk about goals, money, and mindset. Terrific, Doug. Thank you so much for having me on. By the way, it's on my list of things to do today to buy your newest book, Think Simple, Win Big. I think that's going to transform my entrepreneurial mindset, you know, as I over the next three years transition from being a full-time salesperson to a money coach. I think that'll really help with those fundamentals. So a little bit about me. I, again, am in full-time sales. I've been married for about eight years and I have two boys. The newest one born in March. So just a few months ago, actually four months today. I just really, really enjoy helping people win with their money. I've made a lot of money mistakes in my past and hopefully some of the stories that I share with people. And when I sit down with people, I can kind of get an idea of what they are struggling with because I've been there in a lot of situations, maybe not to the magnitude what they're going through, but I do feel their pain. I do understand the frustration. And the good news is that you can always come out on the other side of it better for having gone through the trials or tribulations, if you want to call it that. So, yep, really excited to be here and enjoy the conversation. I mean, you're absolutely right in so much as there's trials and there's tribulations and you can get through it. That's the thing. Sometimes you just need some help along the way. That's why I sort of bring coaches on and, you know, mindset people, financial advisors onto the podcast because they all have a little bit of something that they can add and, and you know people will gel with different people and different philosophies so whilst it, you might think oh another mindset coach everybody is different and everybody brings a little different something to the mix i'm excited about helping you on your journey with my book moving from an employed position albeit in sales 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 is obviously down to being good at what you do, but moving over from from employed with commission into a world where you are an entrepreneur, one, it's very, very exciting, but there you know, loads of little tiny pitfalls that if you're warned about them beforehand, you don't need to step into them. You can avoid these bear traps. So yeah, if you want to get my my book, that would be 
Amazing. And a five-star review on Amazon, if it's worthy, that would be even better. But thank you for that. Now, goals then. I've had a look at a little bit of some of your stuff. You're into it. You you use terms like big, hairy, audacious goals. So let's talk about your big, hairy, audacious goal. Let's do it. I have a confession, right? I've I've been trying to listen to all of the episodes that you've produced before we met, but I got to episode 17. Then I skipped over to when you were interviewed by Georgia Kirk, and I just love it, right? So I got that term from your podcast. I use it because I think it's great. You know, it's such a great acronym. I know you recommend only having one, but I've always been a lofty goal setter. And my real dream, my real goal is to become a million dollar coach. That is kind of manifested in a couple of different ways. One, I want to help others pay off a compilation of a million dollars of consumer debt. I want to see them be free of the payments that they make on a consistent basis, whether it's car note, student loans, credit cards, especially credit cards, because there's a huge trap there. I just want to see them come out on the other side free of those payments because it's robbing them of their future. My other big, hairy, audacious goal I want to coach someone who makes a million dollars annually. Could be worth more. You know, my vision is to get into the sports arena. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of athletes tend to mismanage their money. They tend to hand it over to someone and sometimes that person loses it for them. Yeah. So there's some money changes and behaviors that I can work with them to be able to understand where things go track it and live a different lifestyle so they can have money when they either retire or an injury ensues. Another one of my goals is to earn a million dollars in coaching fees. Now I know that that's going to take a decade, maybe a little less depending on the clientele that I am able to interact with, but that is a bag of mine. The other really key component of this is giving. I absolutely love to give of my time, my talents, my resources. And so one of my goals is to write a check for at least five digits to a church or a charity, because so far I've I've reached the four digit mark, but I have yet to crack the five digits. And I always put giving at the top of the budget, because once you get in that habit and mindset of it comes right off the top, You don't need that additional once it's gone. You can manage what you have on 80 to 90% less. I love that philosophy. I absolutely love it. And when you say to people, can you give away 10% of your income? They struggle with that. But when you talk to them about living off 90% of their income, they seem to be quite cool with it. Which is it's all about framing, and it's you know it's it's, it's madness because it's exactly the same thing. But people freak out when you say I'm going to take ten percent off you. Oh my god! Because they see it from coming from what's left. And I always advocate for for my clients is that right? You've got your bills. You want to go on holiday every year. There's this thing that comes around, which is you know on the 25th of December, and we all know. Well, vast majority of people know what that is. And it's been around for quite a while, like, you know, quite a while. 
and yet people get caught out by it. So it's like, well, you allocate money to that on a monthly basis, allocate money to holidays. I think in the States, holidays is is around about Christmas time. And then we have vacations and vacations is what we call holidays in the UK. So if you want to spend three and a half grand on a holiday, then you need to save 300 pounds a month or 300, whatever currency it is. And then over the course of a year, you'll have your three and a half grand, but you do that sort of thing first. So giving first is excellent. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And and to cater to your point, it's such a small amount, not just the giving part, but also when you touched on saving 3,500, you know, to go on holiday, you save such a small amount of your paycheck to be able to come back from that vacation just free. You pay for it in full. You don't have to worry about the credit cards payments that you have to make after you just enjoyed this wonderful vacation. And then the stress builds back up. It's not worth it. So to be able to sacrifice a little bit of your money over the course of a year to understand, hey, I'm going on this vacation or holiday. I know I can save this amount. I'll need about this much. Then we can enjoy ourselves within that budget. We can spend what we have saved and enjoy coming back thinking, hey, it's not still stuck with me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 25th of December. We've got to pay for that in January. No, no, no. Save, save on a month by month basis because you know when it's coming and then you've got the money ready to be able to buy, well, Thanksgiving, it might be in the, you know, in the States as, you know, where gifts are given and all the rest of it. But yeah, here in the UK, it's, it's Christmas time and people go into debt. It's crazy. Plan ahead of the game. Plan, do your savings, do your giving and live off what's left is what I've always advocated over the last 30 years of financial services. So so to hear Jason talking about it and endorsing it, but giving first, I like that because the universe sorts things out in that respect. You always get rewarded if you give first. So Agreed. Thank you for that one. Whatever you believe in, whichever, you know, part of the universe, whether it's, it's the law of attraction, whether it's uh, God, or whether it's, you know, doesn't matter. It sorts it out, I think. Agreed. So you need to share some more stuff then so that we can, you know, chat about this because I'm liking this. Yeah. My real strong passion is budgeting. I look at the budget like a hawk. It's almost scary sometimes, but it's saved my hide a couple of times. There was one time where I was just opening up the online checking account. And I saw I was at zero and I thought, Hey, that's interesting. Why is it at zero? And so I looked into the purchases that were made and I said, Hey, honey, did you buy something off of GoFundMe or two separate purchases of $199 each? (laughs) She said, Nope. And so I said, that is fraud. So I'm going to go ahead and cancel that and get that money back because it wasn't in the budget anyway for that month. And to just so happen to look at it, but just being aware of what the money is doing, what the money is telling me allows me to better plan for the future. And by me telling the money what to do, I don't wonder where it's going or where it went. Yeah. 
And that's a good call as well. We need to have a handle on where our money goes. And be careful of this expense drift, is what I call it, where you sign up for a, a two forty nine subscription here and a four ninety nine subscription there, and then then it's a seven ninety nine one, and and sometimes you end up paying for something twice. So you bought some extra storage with Google, but you already have it with Apple or stuff like that. It's, you know, and then before you know it, we've got 30, 40, $50 going out in miscellaneous little drifts. That's why I call it a drift because you've not got the handle on the budget. So I do like the budget side of things. I like the word drift. It's easy to use. It rolls off the tongue. And also I used to purchase in-app game upgrades. And it's so simple and easy to just tap and say, I could level up my character in the RPG or whatever it is, right? And for what though? For for really truly what, you know, and $4.99, $2.99. In your mind, you think it's less than $5. It's less than $3. It's only 99 cents. But then you do that 20 times in a month and you've already spent $20 and you have what to prove for it. So just a funny, quick little anecdote. And it is that simple. And unfortunately, it's a habit that the youngsters are getting into because they're gaming. I would say youngsters. I am including you in that because obviously (laughs) you're relatively young. But it is very easy to do. I, I, I saw a post from one of the guys and it was his son was having to clean his car because of his in-app purchases that came through on the phone bill that his dad was paying for him. So, you know, you just got to be be aware of these things. But yeah, it's, it is, sometimes it is the little things and it is the Starbucks. You can pop to Starbucks for a coffee and pick up a muffin alongside it. And, you know, you only have to do that three or four times a week. You probably pay your mortgage off in three or four years earlier if you just stop going to Starbucks once or twice a week. Which doesn't mean that you can't indulge every now and again. But when it becomes a convenience tax, you can't really chuck that up in a column somewhere in your budget to say, oh, I I just didn't plan that day for my time. Yes, a tax, an extra tax. So what other things do you share with your clients that makes them think, Is it like, right, print out your bank statements and go through with a fine tooth comb and allocate money? Or is there, have you got, I mean, have you got unique stuff or are you combining stuff that you've picked up from other gurus? Because there are one or two out there. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So it's kind of a compilation of things that I've researched. I am a Ramsey preferred coach. So a lot of people that know who Dave Ramsey is understand what my methodologies are. Mm. But those that don't, I tend to inform, but also meet them where they're at and attempt to co-author a plan that coincides with his baby steps. But some people just aren't that intense or they don't want to be that drastic. And so... I tend to dive deeper into their goals and their dreams because then it always ties back to, well, why are we doing this in the first place? Why do I have to save a thousand or two thousand or 
$2,500 in a, a starter emergency fund before I start paying off my debt? Well, the reason is because you haven't made savings a priority and having it be the first thing, it becomes the utmost priority saying, until I have this done, I can't move on to the next thing. I can't move on to the next step. Hello, I hope you don't mind me interrupting this episode. Just wanted to tell you about one of my other businesses, which is DB Wealth Planning and Preservation. We do cash flow modeling, lifestyle financial planning, and wills and trusts. So if that's something that's on your agenda, if you want to see what your future looks like well ahead of the game, then pop over to my website, dbwpp.co.uk, and we'll help you create your future and protect your assets. So that's dbwpp.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. And that, as a consequence, accelerates the whole process. Exactly. Because it's a habit that you get into. I mean, I read Dave Ramsey's book probably only three or four months ago, actually. I was quite frustrated because some of the stuff that was in the book is like, I've adopted years and years and years ago. And it's like, (laughs) you think, oh my God, if I'd have just got out there and done it way back when, it could have been the Doug Bennett show instead of the Dave Ramsey show. (laughs) But hey, let's not be bitter and wish the guy well. It is a book and I think we ought to make sure that there's a link to it in the show notes. And if you can get some credit via you, we'll we'll put it through. We'll make sure it's available in there. But that's a good book, Dave Ramsey. But you'll have to remind everybody of the title because he's got a couple, hasn't he? But there's the core one. So the core one for paying off debt is the total money makeover. He just recently came out with a book earlier this year, maybe late last year, called Baby Steps Millionaires, which has a lot to do with that, but showing you that it is possible to become millionaires if you pay off your debt, if you invest consistently and steadily for a long period of time and make it a priority. That is it. There's no get rich quick schemes out there. It's get rich slow. Every book that I read about, it does not advocate for get rich quick schemes. I'm reading again, I talked about this earlier, the psychology of money and two different stories of people earning wealth, but two different stories of people staying wealthy. It's a huge transformation when you can earn the wealth and keep the wealth. Yeah. But if you earn it and you spend it, then you're basically living paycheck to paycheck, regardless of your income. Well, that's not a good place to be. I've been there. I've been there when the paychecks weren't even coming in. So living paycheck to no paycheck is like, you know, <laughs> self-employed back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Grim, grim times, which there's yeah, more info in my book about that. But yeah, it was like, it's a shame that, you know, there, there, there are one or two people out there that, you know, they all of a sudden make an awful lot of money and we think, oh, you know, it's easy for them. But then when you have a look at their backstory, they've been working at what they've been working at for probably the last 10 years to create their craft and, you know, get their experience and get to the point where they're an overnight sensation. 
And that's, you know, very often what's missing in some stories and people just see that and think, oh, I'm going to be a TikTok star or that's the latest one, isn't it? TikTok, yeah. TikTok's everybody, you know, everybody's going to be a millionaire, an influencer, an influencer. I'm going to be an influencer, but it's going to take me a while because I've only got about 500 followers, but there we go. You are already influencing because you started the foundation two years ago when you started the podcast. And as people grow and start listening to your episodes, you'll create more followers. It's going to come, right? I keep telling myself, it's going to come, it's going to come. But I love the fact that, you know, you got to 17 and then jumped to Georgia. That shows some persistence. And that probably is why it's taken us so long to get you in the diary. Aside from the fact that I was away for quite a while, but I appreciate the listening to the episodes. So we've covered Big Hairy Audacious Goals and you've got three of them. And the only reason I advocate just having one for most people is because they're new to goal setting, Mm -hmm. right? So if you've experienced, and if you're in sales, you're exposed to goals and goal setting because they call it targets, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a target, so it's a goal. And the, the, the target is there t- for you to keep your job. So if you're experienced with goals, then that's fine. It's good to have two or three, you know, and you can manage that. But for most people, the vast majority of people, goals is an alien concept, which to me just doesn't make any kind of sense because it's one of the simplest things to do in the whole wide world. And it's going to make the biggest difference to people if they have them. But Tell us about some of, not the big hairy audacious goals, but how do you, you know, get the steps in place? I mean, do you write things down or, or do you have an app? Is it an Excel spreadsheet that you refer to? How do you create your steps? So as far as keeping tabs on the goals, it's a combination of things. Certainly writing things down. Once you write it down, you see it, you're reminded by it. It's always there because it's something that it was worth writing down. So you might as well keep tabs on it. But we have our smartphones in our pockets all day long. They're always attached to us. And there are so many apps out there that help you stay organized, keep on task, keep track of things. So having multiple apps to be able to keep track of the money, the budget, everything. But Vision board, I think, is another piece of that combination where, hey, I now have visualization, right? And and images that I'm drawn to that remind me of what the goals were that I wrote down. And anytime that I feel down in the dumps, I could just go back to that vision board and say, okay, this is what I'm striving for. All of the hurt and the pain and the suffering and sacrifice is temporary because I'm going to reach for that. That is the end goal. And once you reach that goal, resetting your goals is just as important because then you got to reach for the next thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not making progress. Yeah. Having the goal, just having it will accelerate the process. Right. You know, it, it, it just will. I mean, you, you know, you might think a good friend of mine, he had an Aston Martin was his goal. And, you know, he thought it was a lifetime one. It was like in 10 years or so, 15 years, he'd have an Aston Martin. But, you know, he bought a model, he had it on the wall. And five years later, he had the one that he had visioned. So 
it does accelerate the process by having this vision, having the pictures. And, and people, I think people poo-poo it. They go, oh, you know, having pictures on the wall, you know, really? But it, the passionate belief is a key component and having it written down is another key component. And if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Well, that's a quote. That's dried my throat. <laughs> that's no, that's a good one. That's yeah, no, that, 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 that's good. I mean, obviously if you start out on this and you start grizzling after you've written your goals, it's going to put you off a little bit. So, you know, maybe save that for the big one, the big hairy audacious goal. Right. <laughs> I like that. So what, what, what goal is going to make you cry? What's your why? And what- I would love to have my children go to college debt free or university debt-free, and we are teaching them little by little on how to master our mindset when it comes to money, not being a slave to it, not having to only rely on a paycheck so that we can create our own income, we can create our own dream, and leaving a legacy for them where they may not have to work. If they choose to, they can but also that they're not going to be entitled yeah. to anything. Yeah. They're going to have to work hard, whatever that looks like. Of course, I think my oldest is going to invent something. He's brilliant. <laughs> that's not a proud dad talking, right? Not at all. <laughs> Little buddy. <laughs> yeah, because we, we all think our kids are amazing. My youngest, who's mildly autistic, has written a 130,000-word book, Fantasy wow. Now. And we're waiting. It's been edited and we're doing the illustrations at the moment and we're helping him get that out into the world. And he's already, he's already started on this sequel, which is just incredible. So, you know, he's, he's 30. So that's incredible. I'd love to support that as well when it does come out. Thank you. Thank you. He's looking for 10 illustrations. I think he's eight in. So the guy he's working with has just got a couple more and then then we'll be working on the formatting and it'll be a self-published Amazon one. That's um, wonderful. So we're quite excited about that. But, and my other son, he he's cool too, just in case he ends up listening to this. Uh, <laughs> he's cool too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah can't show favourites. So, you know, the favourite child is the one standing in front of you. I heard that once somewhere. But, you know, aside from that, they're both equally, equally loved and equally proud of them both. Yeah. So helping them from a young age, and I've done a blog on that, you know, you need to, if you see it at all, try and support it. I think, that, you know, to be a good parent, you know, if you see some entrepreneurial spirit, it's like try and find a way to support it. Very, very difficult for some people if they're nine to five and it's outside of their concept, but, you know, that's why. Would suggest so. I'm, I'm I'm pleased to hear that you know your expectations are high, and I hope your eldest manages to invent something amazing. Thank you. I think he will. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's he's got the right foundations for it all. So, Jason, I'm going to ask you for a Jason Madsen nugget, right? So it's a goal setting. Nugget, something that we haven't touched on, but something the whole world needs to know. Ideally goal setting, but you know, it can be money mindset 
if you like, because obviously I'm being a financial advisor, I'm I'm happy with the money, the money stuff going out there. But what would be a a Jason nugget for the world? Oh, there's too many, but if based on our conversation, if I had to choose one, personal finance is personal. Don't compare yourself to someone else. The comparison game is a thief. It's going to rob you of your joy. It's going to rob you of your personality. You're always going to be comparing yourself to others. Keeping up with the Joneses is a real thing and you have to be mindful of it, but stay in your lane. Again, personal finance is personal. If you do choose to bring on a coach, they will be there as a third party, completely neutral. They really just want to see you achieve your goals and your dreams and keep your personal finance personal. They're not going to share it with the rest of the world. If you choose to give them testimonials, then that really does help them find other people that are in similar situations. No, absolutely. No, I like that. That that is that is seriously good. Keeping up with the Joneses is the thing. There's also Parkinson's law, I think it is, where people spend 10% more than the income that they have coming in on a month-by-month basis, which is obviously going to always keep them in debt. So we've got to avoid Parkinson's law and stop keeping up with the Joneses and make personal finances personal. I love it. Perfect nugget. Perfect position for us to bring this to a close, Jason, unless there's anything else that you think the world needs to know. I mean, we're going to make sure that there's access to your stuff because I know you've you've got an offer and we're going to make sure that the link to that offer is in the show notes if you want to tell us a little bit about that and what you, you can offer. Because I think it's important that if people gel with somebody that they find the coach that they like, that they use them. And using a coach makes the most sense in the whole wide world. So tell us about your freebie. And we'll make sure that it's available in the show notes. Yeah. So if people get in touch with me, they can mention the word podcast. I'll do a free consultation and a free budget deep dive. That's where we have everything on the table from car insurance to life insurance to the bills. I do, like you said earlier, comb through with a fine tooth comb to uncover where are the areas that we can shave to save, to eliminate because they're not helping us achieve our goals and put together a plan you know, that we can utilize as a three-month or six-month coaching package. No, that's good. We'll make sure that's available. And I think you and I are going to be having a chat separately because I'd like to delve into some of the tools that you've got and share some of the tools that I've got. And then then we can see, because my philosophy in life is, you know, if you've got an idea and I've got an idea, we share it because then we both end up with two ideas. But sometimes we end up with a third idea, which is even better than the two that we've shared. So I'm going to make sure that we share our stuff so that we can make a difference to people's lives. I mean, we've got to get rid of this debt. We've got to turn it around and shave to save. Oh, another goodie. Thank you for that. Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure. We could talk all day because, you know, I think there's a lot of synergy in what we do and where our philosophies are at. So I would like to thank you for joining me. We'll stay in touch for sure. Absolute privilege and honor. Thank you, Doug. 
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk.